Black Girl Known promotes holistic wellness and inner beauty for women of color. We encourage self-care, self-love, and self-empowerment for communities of color. Hey, y'all, it's Lauren Ash and Dion Ivory. And thanks so much for listening to the Black Girl Known Podcast. Spring has sprung. Yay, yay, yay. <laughs> I am weak McGreek. I am done. Oh weak McGreek. Bro, you know that has been the phrase since New York in February. It has because of your best friend, Victoria. Hey, Victoria. Hey, girl. You better be listening. <laughs> hey, that. <laughs> wow. Well, we got started with the bang, y'all. But for real, like. It's we're only in a few the first few days of spring, mm-hmm. but I can feel a little shift. Girl, I can too, especially this weekend. It was gorgeous. It was sunny. Yes. I was like in my element. Ooh, yes, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited for the summer and these shorts. Yes, ooh, shorts, short little leg, little leg. Out. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, we're also excited because we have um, one of our BGIO tribe sisters yes. here with us today mm-hmm. to talk all about energy work, emotional alchemy, chakras, chakras, Reiki healing, and her name is Liana Naima, and you probably know and love her as well. Hey, Liana. Hey, girl. We're excited to have you. We've been talking about this for a very long time, haven't mm-hmm, we? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I remember distinctly. It was like last year, it was 2016. And I had a Reiki session with you. And then we went to that amazing little vegan diner spot in Brooklyn. And I was like, you need to be on the podcast. And you were like, I have so much to say. <laughs> here we are. Here we are. This is great. So how are you feeling? I'm doing good. I am, you know, just really taking it easy, getting used to this transition from like winter to spring. Um, I've been like feeling the need to be a bit more physical. So I've been sort of like coming out of my shell more with this like energy of the season shifting. So Mm, yeah, mm -hmm. everything's been really good. That's amazing. On that topic, what is, what's one thing that you think we should all be more mindful of on like an energetic or spiritual level, level with this transition? of the season yeah that's a great question uh i think with the transition of the seasons uh just paying attention to how the seasons are like impacting you energetically mm-hmm. um you know winter is more like introspective uh we were really right. in like a dreamy sort of energy with like pisces season so i feel like with this energy it's really asking us to sort of you know blossom and to come out of our shell so you know, that looks like going to more events, uh, that looks like, you know, being a bit more physical. So just being mindful of your connection to your body is like really important with this season and allowing yourself to really connect with your body on a deeper level. So That's beautiful. I love that. First of all, when she said like spring's here, you know, being outdoors, being more mindful of like your body activity and things like that, it reminded me of when we went to Austin and like the energy there. Yes. That is the mm-hmm. energy that I want to have this spring. Yes. Just like basking in like all the beauty of nature, hiking and like I don't know, just being with like around my sisters yes. and like just really being intentional about keeping the vibes up. Yes. You know? No, I completely agree with you. That's a good you know, we, we went to Austin um, recently, Anna, as you know, for South by Southwest, and it was just like a tribe of us. We were like 15, 20 women yep. deep, rolling around, doing a bunch of beautiful things, and really just also honoring our our um, our intuitions, too. Like, mm-hmm. I remember that one day, we all went to that amazing vegan brunch spot, and then oh, you and Abana went and did your hike, yes. and me and Courtney went and did our little infrared sauna, uh-huh. and then spa day, mm-hmm. and... I reflected on that because, you know, sometimes like with women too, like we can just kind of, you know, sometimes follow along and just do what the group wants. Mm-hmm. But like we were really listening to our spirits. We like sure you all were like, we want to go on this hike and take <laughs> photos in the woods. And I was like, and I want to go and like sweat it out in an infrared sauna. Mm-hmm. We needed different things mm-hmm. at that time. And yes. we honored that by yes. going to go do them. Yes. And the reward was great because baby, <laughs> woo, Austin. I was mm-hmm. going to say Austin is whitey mech white white down because it is but it's beautiful. Yes. Well, beautiful. Well, let's get started um, with kind of a deep dive into the work that you do, Liana. I think that's still within the wellness community in the West at large. Energy work is still kind of gaining 
um, attention and deservedly so. Like we are all energetic and spiritual Mm -hmm. beings, regardless of whether or not we acknowledge it or intentionally engage with that work. Um, But I think still within um, the, I would say, black community, too, um, there's just not as much acknowledgement necessarily of, you know, Reiki, of um, even like acupuncture or. Right. It's it's just really interesting to to talk about. And I think you're someone who I've personally worked with and seen um, does this work in a way that is so beautiful and also multidimensional. So could you share like what is energy work and. How are we interacting with energy on a daily basis? Um, All of us, everywhere, all the time. Beautiful. So, you know, we are beings of energy, like just operating from a physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual dimension at all times of our life. Um, You know, when we think of the physical anatomy, we think of our bones, our muscles, and our organs. However, we also have sort of an energetic anatomy unseen by the naked eye. Um, The energetic body is a vehicle for the circulation of subtle energy. And, you know, a basic understanding of that is like the meridian system, thinking of the energy pathways that are similar to the blood vessels. Um, Chakras are energy centers of the body influencing our health and personality. And the aura is the body's energetic atmosphere. So, um, you know, energy work is really just tapping into different ways of manipulating subtle energy within us and around us um, with our field. So there's many different energy healing modalities, uh, meditation, acupuncture, qigong, reiki, yoga. Um, But this work is really just connecting with the subtle field that's always around us. Um, you know, we're literally in an ocean of energy, like as we speak. And um, it's really connecting with that field really mindfully through movement, through sound, through breath, through stillness, mm. through prayer that really unlocks different uh, connections with spirit. So, Wow. That's, I mean, that's a lot. <laughs> it's, yeah, a it's a lot. lot. Because it's I'm a such lot. a newbie. <laughs> I'm such a newbie in this realm. So, you know, it's just like I'm being exposed to all of this amazingness um it's like a whole new world so it's Mm -hmm. a lot to like unpack you know and I mean I would love for you to share like because you talked about um oh my god I'm having a brain fart so sorry um releasing or being in touch with certain energies like by by praying and like meditating or like for oh you know what no Scratch what I just said. So let's go to chakras, because I'm very, very interested in that. Like when people talk about unblocking them and all of those things, like what does that process look like? Mm, Practically speaking. So like practically speaking, um, so the chakras are the body's energy centers. And in the West, like we're really familiar with the seven uh, Hindu chakras, like the seven main chakra centers. So the chakras are a rainbow bridge that really connect us with spirit on like a profound level. Um, They influence our body parts, our overall health, our mood, our personality, um, and really just our physical and psychological development as a whole. Mm -hmm. I view the chakras as the journey into a deeper spiritual connection uh, with myself and with, you know, the energy of the universe. Um, So, Yeah, there's really different ways of like balancing your chakras. It depends on which one you want to focus on in particular. Um, But they're really just gateways of information that you can tap into to understand your body more and to understand your personal and spiritual development more. Do you want me to talk about like the different chakras? Yeah, if you could maybe just break, this could easily turn into a chakra podcast episode. We exactly, yeah. We probably will have that with you later. <laughs> but if you could um, talk maybe about something that we hear, I feel like, most often about the heart chakra, to maybe mm-hmm. break it down like for that. Dion and for anyone else listening mm-hmm. who's like, I'm completely new to chakras, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'll even, I'll just start even with talking about like the root chakra. So um, the root chakra is about our connection to earth. 
Um, the element that it relates to is the element of earth, and it has to do with feelings of safety, belonging, and solidity. It's about feeling grounded and conscious in your body completely. Um, the sort of negative aspect of the root chakra when it's underdeveloped is fear. So if you're constantly dealing with feelings of fear, not feeling safe in this world, not feeling like you belong on earth, um, that means that you have some root chakra work that you can do. And mm -hmm. it's really easy um, in some ways to heal that chakra through being physical, uh, dancing, stomping. Um, it really resonates with, with the physicality of life and connecting with earth. So yeah, that's just like really the base of who we are on the foundational level is I am rooted here on earth and I belong here and I want to be here is, you know, the understanding of the root chakra. And the root chakra is at the base of the spine. The base of the spine, yes. And there's different chakra systems uh, with different spiritual traditions. Of course, even thinking about yoga. So with yoga, there's different body postures for unlocking information within the root chakra and releasing any tension in the root chakra so that energy is able to flow completely. So, you know, it's just on a very like profound level, there's just so much information about um, your development in the chakra centers, um, mm -hmm. having to do with how your childhood was, um, having to do with uh, your physical reality now. Like if you have a home, if you are have like a comfortable um, like financial state right now. So it's really about like your, your being on earth and feeling like I'm stable on earth. But there's a lot of different techniques to go about healing it. I love that. Thank you. Yeah, yeah and yeah, there's so many, so much to talk about in regards to the chakras. Um, one of my teachers said you could spend your entire life just studying the chakra system. So, yeah, one of the most interesting things that I discovered from a book—I'm forgetting the name of it—but I'll make sure it's linked in the show notes—is that an imbalance or a balance in like one of your chakras will inherently always influence the ones above and the ones below it within your body. Mm -hmm. And that like blew my mind and it made a lot of sense when the, once I learned it. So it's not just about like, it's not just about like, like if you re recognize that your heart chakra is out of balance mm -hmm. and you want to balance that, that will inherently then influence your throat chakra and your third eye and your crown, which are above it. Mm -hmm. And then your sacral, your like everything below it will also be influenced. So it's like it, you know, you kind of think about those like those, um, what are those old school games at arcades? You know what I'm talking about? Oh. Like oh my God. when you go and play an <laughs> at an arcade, what is it? What are those called? Oh my God! Like Tetris? Like, no, like an, no. <laughs> an, an arcade center, like those old school games with the things, the oh balls. Oh my God! That fly oh around. my God! Well, I didn't, I'm having a brain fart. Okay. Well, hopefully all y'all know what I'm talking about. So you know how like the ball will like fly up, and then you gotta like ping the ball up. Ping, ping ball? Mm -hmm. No, no, no. Okay, yay for me. I thought it. I was definitely that's okay. Not it. <laughs> <laughs> but hopefully y'all know what I'm talking about though. You, we do, we just can't remember the name because we're old or something, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but like, I think of it like that where it's like, it's pinging up and it's influencing and then it comes back down and then it influences mm, it again, you know? Yes. And um, I don't know, maybe that metaphor doesn't resonate <laughs> with anybody but me, but that's No, I, I got it. it. I thought it was a great, <laughs> yeah, one of those literary terms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So for you, though, Liana, when you're approaching um, the body and the spirit from that perspective of like energy, um, mm -hmm. you you approach it with with a few different um, like healing modalities, Reiki being one of them, voice alchemy, which is really interesting, being one of them um, and um, whatever other like approaches that you're like the person that you're facilitating this healing work with might need, including meditation, mm -hmm. um, like intuitive readings, things like that. So could you talk more about like why you use a variety of healing practices to help guide people toward, you know, hopefully their, their highest self and their most healed self? Yeah, there's, there's just very, um, I, I start off a session sort of just with like making the person feel comfortable, um, allowing them to really feel that they can like drop their guards. Um, because any session that you do with an energy worker is very intimate. Um, the person that you're working with is able to pick up a lot of information um, intuitively about what's going on with you. So you want to be very comfortable with the person you're working with. And, you know, I go into these different modalities with sort of different reasoning behind it. Um, 
you know, guidance just to help people, you know, work with the mental mind, bringing awareness to bringing awareness to how with their thoughts, they're able to sort of shift uh, their body state. And with sound, oh my God, I love doing work with sound because it helps people really connect to the, like the realm of their voice in a different way and really just allow anything to come up organically from their body. Um, and then with the energy work, I then, you know, use my hands. It's, it can be hands-on or hands-off healing and because I'm able to sense uh, what's going on if there's any blockages or if there's excess energy in a chakra center. So, for example, I had um, a client yesterday and she has um, a very tumultuous childhood. She no longer talks to her parents. And um, before I was even able to start the Reiki session after the sound healing, um, her legs were just shaking nonstop because um, the energy was just flowing out of her legs, like the release wow. was already happening. So I knew, you know, based on us digging up the narrative, what was going to come up energetically. So it's sort of just like that process of, you know, thinking of different approaches to um, delving inward. That's amazing. And I feel like that speaks a lot to one of the very first things that I know that you have all the people who work with you do, because I've worked with you twice now, um, which is develop a very (laughs) clear intention for the session. Like both times that I've seen you, you always send me uh, a really thoughtful note about how to prepare. And it always includes like thinking about my intention a whole week in advance. Mm -hmm. And I love that because I've seen other people for Reiki all have been really great experiences. But yours have been, for me, transformational. And I think that that is one of the reasons why. Like we know that we know the power of intention. Mm -hmm. You know, we talk about Mm -hmm. this all the time. Like we know that the more thought and the more like, I guess, like, energetic mental awareness that you Mm -hmm. give to whatever then your relationship with it grows and it becomes stronger yeah and so you saying like why are you even showing up rather than making it just be this thing that it's done right like I'm doing Reiki no like I'm bringing my entire everything to this session for a very deep purpose and and assessing what that session is can be Mm -hmm. super powerful and I'm sure that you've seen the power in, you know, someone bringing like, oh, wow, OK, I have this. I have this. This is why I'm here. Exactly. Versus like, oh, you know, I, I wasn't really able to think about it. That's not necessarily a bad thing, but I, I guess that the work can just be more strong with a stronger intention. Mm-hmm. So, Lauren. oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. I was just going to say, oh, I just have like so much to say in regards to intentions. Um, It was one of the first things I started doing immediately when I started working with people is because, you know, I really was doing this work kind of unconsciously. I really just felt like a really clear channel. And I was like, I have to make sure that I'm inviting in loving ancestors. I have to make sure that I'm inviting in spirit guides. And they're creating a field around us for us to go into this work, like being completely protected and with a purpose. Um, You don't always, of course, have to have a purpose with interacting with spirit. Um, Even just by breathing, you know, you're interacting with subtle energy. You're interacting with spirit through the breath. Um, But in creating a field for someone to go into their process and deeper into the body through the chakra systems, um, I really wanted to have sort of the sacredness come through with an intention. That's beautiful. That was beautiful, of course, as always. Um, I just... First of all, you guys, I mean, I told you that I'm going to book my session with you when I come to New York, Um, especially because Lauren's been like gassing you up, rightfully so. (laughs) Um, But I would love for Lauren to share her last experience in November. What was it? February? Yes. Yes. It was February. So I'm going to share but not share at the same time because like to Liana's point, like it is very sacred and like I've shared, I've probably shared the experience in depth with like four people Uh Mm -hmm. and it's just very, you know, it's like, it's, it's deep. (laughs) It's very deep, but I will share some high level Mm -hmm. things of what I experienced and what I appreciate. Um, So number one, the intention, you know, I went to Liana, both times I've gone to Liana, Liana have been, after very significant changes in my life Mm. or before significant changes in my life that I couldn't Mm. have anticipated. And that to me speaks to the power of my intuition and divine timing. Right. Yeah. Definitely. Because otherwise I wouldn't have been led there, you know? Right. 
Um, like, for example, the first time I actually saw Liana was actually a few days before my grandmother passed away. And it's really wild for me to realize that because Liana, and like we've talked about this, Liana, but like you're one of the first people that I reach out to after that happened because some of the conversations that came up during our session, some of the things that you were sharing with me about your life revealed to me that you were someone that I could then connect with about it in a very meaningful way. Mm -hmm. So that was just wild. The second time I went, and it was after a series of really big changes that were more, no, I would say were at both a professional and a um, personal, personal level. And it was like, wow, like I need to release certain things. Mm -hmm. and But to release them on a deep level because I'm holding on to certain things that aren't serving me. And so we were able to process those things yes verbally but also then spiritually and energetically definitely and liana in that session told me and showed me um one of the spirit guides that she saw in my life which i told y'all right before this call i recently remembered through a conversation with my mom that one of my very first words was actually this spirit guide, which is crazy because that speaks also to inner child work, which mm. I'd love for you to speak to more, Liana, but like healing experiences that um, your inner child went through is mm -hmm. like so profound for living your fullest, most full yeah. life, I think, as an adult. Yeah. Like, we can all look back to our childhoods and recognize like things that we experienced that were traumatizing on a large level or on a small level, you know, something as seemingly small as like, oh, like I was an only child and so I didn't really like have a playmate. Like that can actually forever kind of influence you. It's not Absolutely, bad. Right. You know, but like it even definitely like, shapes you in some way. Exactly. Like even my partner, like he <laughs> he was an only child and he tells mm -hmm. me all the time that he doesn't like when he has if he has kids in the future like he wants to have multiple kids cuz he sees the benefits of like having a playmate and having like someone who can relate with you you know yeah. mm -hmm. but then like on a, a larger level like you know maybe you experienced like your parents divorcing when you were young like, right my mom experienced that and that forever shaped her personality you know exactly yeah. and and that and that also yeah. relates to like the chakra centers that we were talking about mm. <laughs> yeah like thinking yeah. of like how that impacted like the heart chakra with like intimacy and relationships so I didn't mean to cut you off, but I just like, oh, no. was like yeah, it's just I like mean, a direct you... connection to everything with like the story of your life. Yeah. Well, mm. could you actually please like now jump in and actually talk more about like how inner child work and healing relates more broadly to the work that you do? I love that. Mm. Um, so with inner child work. Um, it's really about like getting to the foundation of who you are and reclaiming those aspects of yourself that you may have lost um, due to traumatic experiences, um, due to adopting like really negative limiting beliefs about yourself. So, you know, the first seven years of our life, we're, you know, really open to reality and we're just taking in everything and all these experiences. And we define these experiences as um as who we are as a person. Um, so with inner child work, it gives you a really profound time to reflect back on things that you may have adopted when you were a kid, like harmful thinking patterns about yourself that you no longer wanna hold on to as an adult. Mm -hmm. So for example, um, when I was really young and uh, my parents got divorced, I started thinking that I have to worry all the time to take care of myself. Like, I have to be on guard. Uh, my parents aren't living together anymore. Who's going to look out for me? So at a really young age, I adopted the mentality that I have to be on guard. I have to be in fear that I don't know, you know, my survival is um, kind of up for negotiation. Um, so now into adulthood, I've always felt like, why am I worrying all the time? <laughs> like, I have nothing to worry about. And on some on multiple different levels, like really trusting yourself and um, really trusting that you have, have are able to take care of yourself on multiple different levels. Um, so inner child work is really like reclaiming uh, parts of yourself that you may have lost, essentially. Wow. And the, the aspects that still continue to show up and manifest in current relationships. Exactly. Wow. And, that, and that's like really deep on multiple levels. Um, yeah. It really is like the who we are as a person. Um, 
even at like a really basic level thinking about middle school if we had like really traumatic experiences where we were bullied in middle school by girls we may mm. not feel comfortable you know being in settings with all women as adults like That's something so really basic as that um just because yeah. we had so many triggering experiences around putting ourselves out there and connecting with people so mm -hmm. it's really identifying that um no matter the experiences of the past due to my awareness within this present moment I can go back to those old experiences and release the triggers that were developed over time. Wow, that is so powerful on so yeah. many levels. That's it's it's I, it's, oh, wow. it's neuroplasticity of the brain. Yeah, that's why I like I love journaling because mm -hmm. you can really get to the root of like why you perceive things the way you perceive them. Um, why things bother you when they shouldn't, you know, like why you're unable to be like as loving or as supportive towards friends or whatever. Like there's a root to everything that, you know, all the ideologies that we we have as adults. Um, and so I spend a lot of my time asking my I mean, asking myself why, you know, like mm -hmm. and being honest about it. And sometimes what I write, it's very, I would say, embarrassing or shameful because I'm like, wow, this is this is why I feel this way. But then although it's, you know, shameful or, or embarrassing or whatever the, the, the case is, um, I'm able to release it. You know, I acknowledge it. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I acknowledge where I am, who I am in this moment, um, mm -hmm. but I'm not gonna stay here. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold this thought captive and release it. Like this is no longer something that I'm gonna be dealing with. Mm -hmm. And that is really like the foundation of energy work in a lot of ways is like directing your awareness Right. to certain things in a really calculated way. It's like with me directing my awareness, I'm able to then shift my thinking, which mm -hmm. then shifts my body. Yes. So, yeah. So even you saying like, I'm not going to believe this anymore. Your thinking goes in a completely different direction and then your whole outlook and trajectory on life shifts. So, Absolutely. yeah. And with connecting with, you know, the energy around us, it's the same thing to me. It's like, having the awareness of it and then having the intentionality behind it. Um, yeah. I love all of this. <laughs> I love um, what you just uh, shared as well about neuroplasticity. I thought we could go back to that because so much of the spiritual work that we're so enthusiastic about and that we intentionally explore through our platform on Black Girl and Elm and that you explore through your work is actually also scientifically rooted, like the spiritual and the scientific, mm -hmm. too often still get put in these like binary, like yep. kind of oppositional spaces, yep. but it's exactly. really like in alignment. And so could you talk more about like what you know from your research and work, like how science really does confirm a lot of this beautiful and necessary healing? Mm-hmm. Well, um, you know, with the brain, the brain is able to change for to change forms in regards to like associations. Um, so anytime you're focused on one thing, it really builds habits. Um, it builds beliefs around that one thing and it even builds sort of emotional, you know, responses to one thing. So the brain is really beautiful because you can shape it in a different way with practice and repetition. So when we think of affirmations and self-talk, that's essentially what we're doing. We're like shifting our brain to think about things in a different way to release that, um, that sort of like outdated understanding that we adopted. Um, another thing to keep in mind is also, you know, the science behind mindfulness through self-awareness, you're able to bring the rationale part of your brain and the emotional part of your brain into alignment. So you have to be self-aware to change anything about yourself. Um, so, you know, on a really deep, profound level, it's like, you can, you can understand like the story of what happened to you, but mm -hmm. you also have to connect in with the physicality of it. So how do you feel when you think of these old experiences and how are you, you know, shifting your awareness in a different way? So I really love that. Yeah, it's, it's really beautiful. I have seen that in my own life over the past several years. Like mm -hmm. I, oof, I used to just be, I mean, God's not through with me yet, but sure I has. did used to be a hot, <laughs> mess me, and I'm me so too. grateful <laughs> I'm so grateful for my friend like my closest friends for sticking sticking through it with me but 
I like one of the coping mechanisms that I developed from my childhood just didn't serve me anymore, but I was still engaged with it as like a tw- as a late 20 some year old woman, you know, like especially when I was like 26, 27, I started to see like myself basically throw like adult temper tantrums by if I would get upset by something, which what I would get upset by was always like honestly very minuscule and small. I would just like basically like shut down and be quiet. Like I just would like not speak to people and I wouldn't verbalize like what I was upset about, which that was that's a healthy practice, being able to verbalize what you're upset about, not like keeping mm-hmm. it inside and internalizing it, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And I would do this with my former in my former relationship and like my partner would call me out on it and I would just be like I would just further be quiet and would pretend like mm, things are fine, but like not express myself, you know? And um, I, at the time, thought that that was, like, serving me in some way. And it got to a point where I was, like, able to assess, like, this doesn't feel good to me. So kind of what mm. you were sp- speaking up about, Liana, like, acknowledging, like, the body's response. Yep. Versus, you know. like, the, the, like, more, like, rational response. Like, I was just, like, feeling a tension between that, you know? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And thank God for therapy and thank God for all these other wellness practices that I've cultivated that helped me get out of that. And now it's interesting. Now I'll still notice at times where that pattern is still there and wants to be there. It's like that, like, I don't know if that's ego, but it's like the the old me who was like, Lauren, like, we still want to do this. And I'm like, no, like, no, 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 <laughs> you know. And again, like, sometimes I'll still fall into it, but I catch myself when I fall into it. And then I'll, like, come out of it and be like, all right, like, mm-hmm. let me not go that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ooh, that's yeah. real. <laughs> Silent treatment. Yeah. I mean, that's it's. um you know, there's just something so beautiful about, like, with every personality, there's, like, of course, like, subcategories of your personality. There's aspects of yourself that you cannot see just because you're illuminating one part of yourself. Um, thinking of, like, the quote-unquote shadow self. Um, but even with, like, personality and, like, it becomes, like, a play on, like, all these different sort of, like, experiences you've had and sort of understandings you've adopted. So, you know, it's really beautiful when you the more you think about, like, okay, I could be a completely different person. This isn't essentially who I am. I'm not like essentially an angry person. So that's what I try Mm. to tell people all the time. Like you can rewrite your story like Mm -hmm. at any given time. Just be real. Just be honest with yourself. Half the time people are, let me not. I'm about to step on (laughs) and and I'm about to be Pastor Dion. We want Pastor Dion. Come out. Girl, let me let boys know. Okay, this this is what the the problem is. Okay. (laughs) No, my friend, my my friend, uh, well, best friend, Victoria, and I, we always talk about this, like, you know, a lot of people are very prideful, you know, and, mm. um, ooh, that baby, that pride is something else, and you do not want to, like, acknowledge. That was me. Yes. That's what, that's what it was rooted in, what I was just sharing, too, the practice that I came out <laughs> yes, of. Yes, girl. Yeah. Pride, it's so ugly, and it destroys, well, it can destroy relationships, um, you know what I'm saying? Like how you interact with people and things like that. But like when you when you don't want to face the truth, like that's the only way to, in my opinion, it's one of the main ways like or the the key to like healing is like just being honest about whatever it is and calling it out is what it is. And mm-hmm. then when people who are surrounded by you are calling you out, you should know. Because I know when people call me out, you know, I, I give boys the silent treatment, too. And yeah. when I was in a, a premarital class, it was like, Dion, you can't do that. And I was like, baby, you can't tell me this. I'm going to be quiet. But I was like, Dion, obviously that's not that's wrong because my spirit, yeah. that conviction was like, this is not the way to be, Dion. Yeah. Um, but it's like you should always acknowledge, like, when, when someone who loves you calls you out, yes. they're not doing that um, because – they don't have they have your best intentions yes they're just trying to be honest with you and hold you accountable which is what they should do because if they ain't gonna be real with you who's gonna do it you know and like you said we have blind spots sometimes we like god will use the people in your life to show you yourself absolutely Mm -hmm. and off of that note too because that's been a huge growing area for me in the past year as well Mm -hmm. recognizing that when people who love me yes keyword people who love, love me, me. <laughs> tell me something about myself that is not the most un- that is not the most comfortable or pleasant to hear right that's especially when I need to listen to them mm-hmm. because people who love you shouldn't always be like oh girl you're the best like that's great but like let me hear you tell me where I need to grow let exactly. me hear you tell me what I need to work on and 
I may have shared this earlier. I can't remember, but like on the podcast, but I had like one of the biggest moments of growth in the past year. You know about this. Two of my best girlfriends oh, yeah. sat me down and basically had a heart to heart with me. Y'all, I literally got out my phone and started pulling up Uber because I was like, I am not here <laughs> for this. I'm not even kidding you. In the, I can laugh about it now, but in that moment, I was furious. I was like, I can't believe they're trying to tell me about myself. They should be telling me about myself, girl. Because they're gonna say it with love rather yes, than trying are. to tear me down. Just exactly to, like for what for what you know for like a, a mm. an awful reason. Like they're literally speaking this truth to me so that I can grow and become better for the myself. The best and version of yourself. Yeah. So like, the conversation ended up going in a beautiful direction. But I look back now and I like almost can't recognize the person who was trying to run away mm. because now like I, I understand and my heart is softened to that kind of feedback from them. Yeah. And it was necessary because now I know that we're literally friends for life because we can talk to each other and yes. more specifically, I can receive <laughs> what they're going to say to me even yeah. when it's not always the best Yeah, or what mm-hmm. my ego wants to hear. Yep. Girl, that's beautiful. I'm so happy you shared that. So yeah, all y'all who out there having, you know what I'm saying, difficulties, difficulties talking to your friends, pull them to the side, let them know. Yeah. Okay. With Seriously. love. With love. Always. With love. <laughs> you know, it's, it's really beautiful that you, like, allowed yourself to birth a different version of yourself. Like, that's essentially what's happening with this work is, like, I need to change. I'm going to allow myself to change. I'm going to work through those discomforts and allow myself to blossom in a different way. So, mm. yeah. Well, and mm-hmm. I love what Dion, what you were saying about pride. Could you speak to like how yeah. you've seen pride show up in your own like wellness journey or maybe um, on on your path of facilitating healing experiences with other women, Liana? Mm, really interesting. Um, pride. I, I feel like I, I actually haven't seen that too much. Um, I think I think I I'm more hyper aware of like the intention behind the actions. So, you know, it's important that we're aware of as women, like, am I playing a savior role for someone? Am I playing the savior role because I want people I want to feel needed? Um, so I think it shows up in different ways, but I haven't noticed like pride too much, at least with the women that I work with. Um, most of the time they're actually trying to, you know, grasp aspects of um, like higher self-esteem and really like connection to their own inner power. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I just haven't seen that too much. Okay. It makes sense though. I mean, considering like setting intentions and really being vulnerable mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and willing to open yourself up. Obviously, if I'm coming to you, that's what I want to do. So I could exactly. see like, Yeah. Yeah. I haven't had people come to me that are like, um, like, like completely against change. Like if you're coming to me and you're, you're essentially saying, I want to release this stagnant energy. I want to be like a clearer vessel um, yeah. then I know you're just ready to move forward in your life in a different way. So you're already coming to me with the understanding that change is possible and you're ready to adopt it. Beautiful. Wow. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind really like explaining Reiki a bit more. Let's um, talk about it. Yeah. If you guys would like. Yes. yes. Okay, perfect. <laughs> so, um, you know, Reiki is an energy healing modality um, developed in 1922 by a Japanese Buddhist. Um, even understanding the word Reiki is like really beautiful. Uh, Rei means God's wisdom or the higher power, and Ki is life force energy. So, um, quantum physicists and mystics agree that we are living within like a limitless sea of energy. Um, even though we cannot see the energy always around us because it's moving faster than the speed of light, you know, thinking of the energy between you and the wall, even though you can't see that energy, there's of course still energy there. Um, so subtle energy as a healing tool is really what a Reiki practitioner is doing and they're acting as a clear channel. And this person is literally connecting to earth's frequency and connecting wow. to, you know, that unknown frequency of, you know, the cosmos to allow the energy to run through them for healing. Wow. So, it, yeah, it's just really beautiful, I guess, like to, to think about it that way is that as a channel of energy, you are completely able to connect into, you know, divine wisdom. Um, 
when I'm when I'm channeling songs and I'm sure you guys have had like divine inspiration when you're like where is this idea coming from um that's really being open to the subtle energy field around you and allowing yourself to be a tool of of inspiration which just means in spirit so wow wow yeah. wow, wow. <laughs> But um, I just wanted to share it with you guys because it is something that we're always doing. We're always aware of it. But we just don't really have like language around it, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Like experientially, you know, even when you're writing a poem out of nowhere and the poem is just coming to you, you're being inspired by a force that you cannot see. Yeah. Um, so it's really beautiful to just allow yourself to flow with life in an organic way and letting yourself tap into your own creativity and, you know, the visions that come to you, allowing them to be created into reality. So, so I have a question related to this. Mm-hmm. And I think it's maybe two parts or maybe the same. One, some of us navigate the world and because of, uh, I don't know, spiritual work, or emotional work, we navigate it very, very open, and then that allows for spiritual energy that we don't necessarily want to latch itself mm. onto us. Like, Dion and I actually experienced something that we won't get into too much during this podcast. We experienced something around the same time, and we almost didn't talk about it, and then we talked about it, and then we were like, whoa, that was <laughs> not what we wanted to experience. And so we prayed, spoke mm. some good intentions, we didn't experience it again yes um Mm -hmm. and then also i think this might be a little different but related people who are empaths who are very open as well who navigate the world and have to intentionally protect our energy um and ground our energy again for the same reason right we're like we're maybe engaging with other people and we can immediately take on their emotional energy or immediately take on their stress or even get sick one of my closest friends Um, has to take care of herself extra hard when she travels, before she travels, and after she travels because she gets sick all the time when she travels because she is an empath. What? Um, Yeah, like all the time. Wow. So she has to do just extra things to make sure that she doesn't because she's interacting with so many different energies Mm. out in the world. Yeah. So could you just speak to this a little bit, please? Mm. (laughs) I think like the first thing to keep in mind is really recognizing your own energy, which a lot of people aren't even able to. <laughs> it's like, it's like, this is how I feel. Um, this is how I know I'm in my body and how I'm completely myself right now. So, you know, with empathic abilities, um, due to the idea of vibrational resonance. So anytime you're with a person, say you meet a stranger, um, you're naturally going to start vibrating at their frequency level. That's so, so just, real. That's so real. Ooh, that's yeah. me all day. So it's your frequencies are going to meet and they're going to be like in resonance with each other at some level. So like when I meet a person, I'm able to tell really quickly which one of their chakras is like hyperactive because in that energy center, it becomes hyperactive inside of me. So I'm like, okay. This happened in our <laughs> session. Remember? You mm-hmm. told me and I felt it too. Like, because you're really in your crown chakra and- mm-hmm. You told me that after just, I think it was like the first 30 minutes of our session, you were just like, I really see this like reflected in you. And I felt it. I literally felt high. Like I felt a natural <laughs> high. That is hilarious. I felt like not on this earth, but in like this spiritual realm for real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just based on the idea of like vibrational resonance, it's important to keep in mind how people are impacting you. Um, you, there should be absolutely no fears with this work. Um, uh, the biggest thing is like recognizing how to shift your 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 energetic emotional state into a different state. So even thinking of like emotional alchemy, it's like recognizing like okay, this is not my sadness right now. This is not my anger right now. Mm. It's okay this feeling, and I can sink mm. into this feeling if I want to. But I'm gonna decide mm. to shift out of it by doing mm. some sort of movement, some sort of cleansing. Um, you can do like a sea salt bath. You can do sage. Uh, singing is like the best way that I come back home to my own frequency because I'm like, okay, this is my voice, this is my sound. Um, so there's a lot of different ways of like self-cleansing and um, really being aware of when you pick something up and just releasing it is, is the thing to keep in mind. But no fears. Uh, don't use language around being an empath. You know, the power of language is that you're saying that into reality, Ooh. like, oh, I'm an empath. Um, Interesting. Of, 
Yeah, of course. So naturally. I should tell my people who identify that way, like straight up, like don't attach yourself to that. Yeah, just don't use the wording around it. Like, of course, it's it's still great to be compassionate. It's great to still be, you know, caring for other people. But you don't have to identify with that label because it's it's sort of making it into itself into reality even more. Wow, that's... Mm, yeah, I noticed wow. when I first started working with people in Reiki sessions, um, I could feel what was going on in their body within my own body, like really profoundly. Um, I remember one of the first sessions I did, uh, the girl had a blockage in her sacral chakra and it was kind of bleeding into her root. And when she left my apartment, I was like on the floor planted in so much pain because I had wow. literally picked up her pain during the session. Wow. So I was like, okay, something went wrong. Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, like something went wrong. And then I had to sort of, you know, be more aware of, you know, being deeply grounded and, you know, having a healthier distance in between me and the person energetically. So. Mm. I just love how you talk, you've been talking about movement throughout this entire like podcast session. And it mm -hmm. just reminds me of like why I'm an artist, you know, because it's a lot of movement. Like even I started, I'm starting my painting journey and it's been so like restorative for me. I, I'm like, because all you do is just move. You're just moving your hands, right? You know, your, your thoughts are going everywhere. You're just in this like free flowing state and you're creating like beautiful artwork or like even dancing. Like I have a friend, Abana, she twerks in the morning, uh, <laughs> 30 it. minutes, you know, <laughs> releasing all that energy and it's just great for her. Or like you said, singing, I love singing. Lauren and I both enjoy, even though I don't hear her sing as much, but <laughs> I know that she enjoys singing. So yes. I, I mean, I, I just thought about art, like how art can be like a healing restorative practice, mm -hmm. you know, for releasing and then all those and all that type of stuff. I love mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Definitely. Um, you know, art is, is imagination, creativity. It completely, in different ways, it's communicating with your body on different levels. So, yeah. you know, with your sacral chakra, that's your creative center, your emotional, sexual, and pleasure center. And that's allowing yourself to say, like, okay, I want to create this into reality. So, and then you're moving up to different parts of yourself. You're like, okay, I want to create this from love. I yes. want to visualize what I'm going to create. I want to speak this into reality. Mm. And, you know, even going through the process of creation and using your imagination is using your chakra centers, which is like wow. so amazing to me. Um, and allowing yourself to use um, your willpower in reality to make sure it's manifested. That is so, so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so let's perhaps close with something that you shared in our chat for your BGIO beauty feature which I loved <laughs> I'm just gonna read this because I think it's really powerful okay okay <laughs> so you shared in response to my question what is one ritual you recommend more women of color adopt to cultivate inner beauty and wellness you shared I focus on questioning myself and encourage others to do so. Ask yourself, what is holding you back from stepping into your power? What thought patterns are no longer serving you? What trauma is preventing you from growth? What memories do you avoid? What are you afraid of? What emotions do you repress? How are your fears connected to self-doubt? How is fear limiting your freedom? How do you police yourself? Get to the root of your fears. You did not come to earth to live a fear-based life. Allow yourself to go deeper within until you realize that fear is rooted in limiting beliefs and limiting your own experience of life. If you feel like these questions are too intense to face alone, seek community. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, this, this work for me, um, even the questioning you just shared is all about expansion. Um, is all about really, you know, self-healing, self-cleansing daily and allowing myself to expand into my own highest potential. And I feel like with every person, um, that should be the goal is like really, you know, allowing yourself to change and having no fears of change. Um, so this work is just so beautiful on multiple levels in regards to uncovering who you are. And ultimately, you'll realize like, okay, 
um, I've uncovered all, all of these things and, um, you know, what do I want to express now in reality? I also want to share that um, this is this work for me now um, is really and it's always really been about not fixing yourself. Uh, there's nothing to ever fix about a person. It's just illuminating the parts of yourself that are unseen. So even with those questions, it's like, what about me is unseen? And what about me do I want to shift? So, you know, but it's never about fixing. There's nothing ever wrong with a person. So thank you for that affirmation. Yeah. That's yeah. Because I think oftentimes with fear comes naturally, like, you're, what are you afraid of? Well, you're afraid of, like, if this is revealed about me or my past, even to myself, like, if I actually face this, then there's something wrong. But you're saying, like, no, it's just about that illumination and about exploring us as whole beings. Yep. yep. Exactly. Yeah, Thank it's you. trusting the cyclical nature of life, like, seeing the whole picture of your story, um... And just trusting that with this whole picture perspective, you're able to go back around in cycles. You can go back to the past. You can focus on the future. Or you can just be completely present with spirit (laughs) and allowing yourself to experience life. So it's it's a really beautiful roller coaster we're on. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you for helping us journey through our roller coasters. (laughs) So beautifully. So Thank you where guys can so much. Yes, of course. Yes. Where can our community stay in touch with you beyond this conversation? Beautiful. Um, so just like a quick recommendation, if you want to read more about the chakras, um, Eastern Body, Western Mind by Anodea Judith is an amazing book. Um, if you want to learn more about me and my practice, um, you can uh, head to my website. It's liananaima.com. Or find me on Instagram and Twitter at Liana Naima. Amazing. Well, we will be in touch with you. I'm going to see you the next time in New York. Dion's going to see you. Yes, I am. Ooh, It's just going to be continually (laughs) a powerful journey for, for all of us. So thank you so much for the work that you do. Perfect. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Hey guys, to stay in touch, be sure to join our email list at blackgirlandgnome.com. Follow us on Instagram, say hello to us on Twitter, and like us on Facebook at Black Girl and Gnome. There are so many great stories that people of color, women, and queer folks want to tell, but don't have a place to share them. Post Loudness, our podcast collective, wants to create a community of unique voices and audio. Love to James T. Green, Cher Vincent, and Alex Cox for creating Post Loudness and letting us be a part of it. Special love also to Aline Kaze, our audio engineer, to Khalid B. and Peter Espenson for the music you hear throughout the show. And thank you all so much for listening. Don't forget to breathe easy.